Hi, I'm John Frankie for SearchSAP.com. SAP TechEd was held in Las Vegas from October 1st through the 5th. It had over 6,000 people in attendance and 1,000 hours of workshops and lectures. SearchSAP.com was there covering the event and caught up with Justin Burmeister, director of SAP NetWeaver Administration for MassMutual. Justin gave a presentation at the event on prototyping SAP projects. We spoke with Justin on the show floor to discuss project prototyping, the importance of business process management, and some tips and tricks he's learned from his time at MassMutual, among other topics. First off, Justin, thanks for joining us today. Sure, absolutely. And first, if you wanted to give us your role, background, all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, I've been working in, uh, with SAP for 10 years. Um, I've been working in the basis space, and uh, presently I manage the basis team at Mass Mutual Financial Group. Uh, we're uh, headquartered in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, we're a global shop and uh, have uh, installations in the U.S. and Europe and in Asia. And uh, I'm presently managing a team of uh, 14 basis administrators, a mix of uh, full-timers and contractors. We've had a, a growing SAP footprint in recent years. Uh, we've gone from 28 SIDs to, I think, 86 SIDs in the last two years. So it's been a time of significant environment build-out. We've uh, also been rolling out uh, the latest and greatest uh, from SAP. In case uh, there's ever a dull moment, so we've been standing up uh, NetWeaver 7 systems left and right, doing upgrades and um, putting up the Java stacks. So in Tuesday morning's keynote, it was mentioned that SAP's BPX community has been seeing some growth. Talk about the importance of business process management for you at MassMutual. Well, I mean, business processes are, are totally key. And uh, business processes these days are, are crossing systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a finance business process, for example, transcends you know, not only the FICO module in R3, but also through BI, through XI, through Portal. More clever customers are mapping their business processes in Solution Manager and using that as metadata to monitor business processes that go across system. And uh, so certainly that's been the trend. I think Customers have really struggled to be able to find the bandwidth and make this a priority to <clears throat> be able to uh, you know, fully document their environment. Uh, usually it's more about making dates, mm-hmm. making projects, mm-hmm. satisfying business demand. Um, so you know, not everyone takes the time to actually stop and document their business processes. I, I, I've seen the gamut. Uh, you know, I'm aware of customers that have a blueprint for every single business process. They've got a library of like 10,000 of these. And uh, I've seen customers that just slam these things in and hope they work. And So, you know, there's, there's a whole gamut there. So I, th- I think the trick to, to realizing this is to get customer buy-in as far as the, the value proposition of mapping business processes. You're a presenter this year. Mm-hmm. First, maybe you could give a little more background on what you're presenting here. Sure. SAP customers are all doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. It might, it might seem like everyone's working in a vacuum and everyone has their own challenges and has their own support issues and struggling with the new technology and, oh, woe is me, this is so hard. Um, you know, one thing I've found is that everybody's going through exactly the same thing. And so TechEd is a, is a great opportunity to compare notes and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're having the same problem and here's how we fix it. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, please tell me how, what your experience was with CTS Plus or change request management or pick your application of choice. Um, so, you know, I like coming to TechEd and just having the opportunity to interact uh, with other customers. And, you know, I think there's a community there. 
and uh, everyone's dealing with the same stuff, and so you're certainly not alone out there. Uh, it's uh, as far as my presentation goes. Um, I came to TechEd to uh, I submit an abstract telling our story of how what our challenges were, uh, rolling out NetWeaver, rolling out the Java stack. Uh, you know what we found, and I think lots of customers are finding is that um, you know with current project demand. As you go through and scope the projects, whether this be an ECC six upgrade or uh, you know rolling out XI, um, you know moving to WebDIN Pro um, on the portal or for your front side apps, um, you know it's, it's bringing a lot of along a lot of technology dependencies. Um, it's not just about doing an upgrade. We did an upgrade, but we also had to put up an SLD. We had to put up an NWDI to support the Java development. Um, you know, we had to put up Java stacks. We had to buy hardware. We had to uh, learn how to administer and manage all this technology. And so, um, you know, we came to sort of tell our story of uh, of our journey getting there. It was not an insignificant amount of work. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have a uh, extremely bright and talented basis team, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm really proud of what we've accomplished uh, as far as realizing all this new technology. But uh, it's just been an extremely difficult road, particularly if uh, your background is in managing ABAP systems. The new technology doesn't look anything like ABAP, and uh, basis folks have to uh, make the evolution into um, you know becoming skilled at managing not only the legacy platform but also the look and feel and uh, how to troubleshoot, how to roll out a Java stack. How have your developers gone through that process? Well, I'm extremely fortunate to have these really technical people who mm -hmm. love learning new stuff. And they dig in, they roll up their sleeves, they install it in the sandbox environment, and they start just screwing around with it. And that's really the only way to do it. Um, you can't really go to a class and learn how to support and manage a Java system. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's bigger than that. It's, uh, it's, it's a matter of really rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty a little bit. You know, my folks, uh, you know, very fortunately for my firm, have, uh, have really enjoyed the opportunity. Other folks like myself who are, feel like their brain is full, well, we went into management. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would imagine some long nights from developers and yourself, yeah. so it helps if people actually are enjoying what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And technical people like to learn stuff, and uh, you know, you know. Sometimes I, uh, I curse SAP for making it so complicated, but sometimes uh, I thank them for, uh, you know, providing these folks an opportunity to evolve their skills and not get uh, not uh, get too uh, out of date or hit a rut as far as uh, you, know, you can only go so far managing ABAP systems. Like, been there, done that. Do you have a couple highlights or? anecdotes. You know, a lot of this stuff is new. Some of the documentation is quite excellent and very thorough. Some of the documentation maybe not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's actually conflicting documentation out there online. We, we struggled with this actually with the SLD in particular, the System Landscape Directory. Mm -hmm. This is an application that is used to uh, for, for Java applications to interface with one another. It's a routing point uh, similar to what uh, SM59 RFC destinations would be on the ABOP side. Um, so how do you roll out an SLD? <clears throat> you can build one SLD. You could have a, a, a master SLD with distributed children SLD, mm -hmm. SLDs. Uh, or you could have just a bunch of vertical SLDs. There's some options there. It depends on what kind of shop you are and projects you're supporting. But So we had, uh, we had architects, we had uh, security people, we had basis people, we had project managers. Each of these folks went out to the service marketplace, found a different document, that described how to do a good SLD strategy. 
they all got together in a room and they were all convinced they were right. You know, I, I think that's just part of the growing pains that, uh, that, that customers are going through with the new technology is that uh, the documentation, the best practices, they're not there yet. And I know that SAP is aware of this. In fact, I got invited to a uh, special interest group or in influence council recently to talk about technology simplification and NetWeaver. So I, I, think, I think, again, I, every customer is dealing with the same challenges. And, and uh, fortunately, we've been able to sort of keep up with demand uh, thanks to the heroic efforts of the folks on my team. And what are some of the challenges of running a large SAP team? And how can people meet them? I can answer that question in a couple of different ways. Um, a team of 14 is probably not our ultimate end game. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going through a transition. I've hired a bunch of uh, folks recently, but we've also transferred some people in from other groups, uh, from uh, desktop support, from network, from Unix. Uh, it's going to be a learning curve. It takes, in my opinion, probably takes about 18 months before you realize just little how little you know about SAP. To get over the hump with that, we brought in a number of contractors uh, to fill some gaps. But... The other thing is that just the, the SAP footprint has become so complicated, it's become so broad in scope, but also so deep into the vertical skill sets that the old notion that basis people can all be interchangeable, I, I imagine this is probably true in other functional areas as well, uh, the idea that you could be a jack of all trades, um, well, you end up becoming a, j a jack of all trades with master of none. What we have done is... Um, set up sort of a service owner matrix um, so that uh, I have functional experts on XI, on BI, on, uh, on uh, systems management and monitoring and operational processes, um, subject matter expert on uh, you know, R3 insurance solutions, and then we matrix it out with a series of primaries and secondaries because you just, there's just not enough, not enough hours in the day to become an expert on all of these things. So yeah, we have grown. We went from five basis people a couple of years ago. Uh, just the sheer number of systems that we're managing as well. Again, we've tripled the number of SIDs in our environment, so there's more work to do. But I, I suspect we'll end up with probably, a, we'll probably land on a team of 10. challenge for me, of course, is to keep track of all the, everything that everybody's doing. Um, and there's just so much project demand right now. now. Everyone's certainly very busy. What's coming up next for you in the next six months or 12 months? What requests are you getting from the business side? There's a lot of demand for uh, BI7 and BI Java tools. You know, we've had third-party tools playing in the space for a while. We'd like to align on SAP solutions for like the BI report designer uh, to replace our Actuate and Cognos infrastructure. Um, we'd like to look at the uh, Visual Composer, the Web Application Designer, the Web-enabled BEX. Um, the, uh, the business, we've got a taste of these things. They're, they're, they're pretty attractive and pretty flashy, and so we've been working to build out a BI Java infrastructure. There's also a lot of demand for uh, information broadcasting. I mean, they'd like to see uh, a dashboard. They'd like to see a ticker tape with all the latest financials. We've been, we've been supporting that. There's a push to bring in MDM, a sort of master data repository. Um, you could use actually MDM for both you know, SAP as well as non-SAP master data. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, that's part of the, the reason is that uh, MassMutual has an SAP uh, footprint, but it also has a very large uh, mainframe footprint as well uh, for some of the front side business. So mm -hmm. um, they'd like to standardize, have a master data repository so that you have just one definition of a customer, one definition of a producer, one definition of a policy, and uh, use MDM as sort of an integration engine. Um, feeding XI. Um, also looked at CRM. May not make the cut for next year. Uh, on, honestly, one of the things we really have to do is just tie down some loose ends. We've been building, building, building. We've uh, 
pretty much made all of our dates, all of our projects have, uh, have gone in smoothly, but we just have a lot of loose ends in housekeeping to tie down. Uh, that's certainly my priority, uh, is to make sure that we can actually manage all of these systems. Mm-hmm. Put up a solution manager diagnostics uh, so we can monitor the Java stacks, take a look at Wiley Interscope. Um, we have to uh, get our, our CCMS monitoring strategy in order. So there's definitely some loose ends that need to be tied down. We've been running at a pretty frenetic pace for a while now. How does Mass Mutual go about prioritizing? Well, a big company like Mass Mutual, it's a distributed IT shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very large IT organization, over a thousand people. Invariably, different uh, different folks have different priorities. Um, everything sort of filters through basis, as well as it's true for security and portal and some of the other shared services areas like BI. You know, in brief, yeah, everything really is a priority. That's why one of the reasons that we carry a, a staffing level like we do is to ensure that uh, everyone is getting uh, you know, the, the attention they deserve and we're building solid solutions. You guys have already made the upgrade to uh, NetWeaver. Would you have a word or two of advice for people thinking about getting started with that? I mean, I would never suggest that anyone upgrade just for the sake of upgrading. There needs to be a business driver. There needs to be functionality uh, that's being delivered um, that uh, will add value to your business. Um, there has to be a return on investment. An upgrade is an expensive project. It's a lot of work. Um, so, you know, just, just to get to NetWeaver and just to be at the leading edge, and it's, it's not necessarily a good use of time just to do that in its own right. Um, that said, 4.7 goes out of maintenance at some point. Um, I don't know, what, 2009? So... <laughs> I mean, obviously, SAP doesn't want to have to maintain support and roll out support packs for everything going back to 2.x. Now, customers that do have a valid business driver, and there's something they want to realize there, yeah, I mean, by all means, uh, the release upgrade itself is just like any upgrade. It, it wasn't any different than uh, going from 4.6 to 4.7 or 4.0 to 4.6 or 3.1 to 4.0. It's just, just like any upgrade. Um, but again, the real trick and the real challenge was all the technology dependencies that came along with it. Uh, we had to build out an SLD. We had to build out an NWDI. We had to put up the Java stacks. We had to learn how to administer them. Um, the upgrade was the easy part. Been there, done that. But uh, you know, all, all the new dependencies that came along for the ride, that was, uh, that was the challenge. And so my advice to customers, and this is actually what I spoke about today, is to, is to spend a lot of time up front prototyping. Build a real solid, robust sandbox. Take this stuff uh, for a test drive. Kick the tires. Don't allow all these dependencies to be in the critical path. Don't even promise a go-live date until you've had a chance to flesh out all these dependencies mm-hmm. and uh, prototype them in the sandbox. Only then, you know, once you have this thing all stood up in a non-production environment, it's all working holistically, then you can start promising dates. Maybe that's a little bit naive but uh, in the context of business drivers and dates and, and things, but it certainly will be very stressful for companies to try to slam in not only an upgrade but also the technology dependencies um, on a hard timeline. And in fact, that's what we did, and it was, a, it was a tough ride. What do you think SAP could do to better support what you guys have going on now? For starters, it would be great to have a consistent documentation, well-organized. It's very hard to find things on the service marketplace, and again, there's a lot of conflicting doc out there as the stuff evolves. Clean up the documentation, tell a consistent story, involve a best practices uh, repository so customers really have something to start with so not everybody not every single customer going through these projects has to reinvent the wheel the other thing they could do is um, try to control the spiraling number of systems that we're supporting find ways to to co-locate 
applications with a smaller number of SIDs, um, but at the same time, don't high, tie your hands as far as you know release dependencies. Um, and that, that's always the pros and cons of this conversation. Yeah, I could load up a portal, a BI, an MDM, an XI, all in one. I could even put ECC and ERP on top of all in one system. But in doing so, now I have this big mess of, of interdependencies, and I, I, I'm stuck with a, a release cycle associated with that. So, um, and I'm also stuck with a, just an environment that's extremely difficult to scale. So find the balance between co-location and um, you know, trying to um, control the spiraling growth of environments. You know, it's just a lot more work than there was before. You know the developer community a lot better than I do. Is there anything I didn't ask or touch on? The only other thing I would really suggest is, is find some really good subject matter experts. As I mentioned previously, you can't really be a master of everything in the new technology. But there are enough people that have uh, out there, either whether they be uh, with SAP or independent contractors, who really have that vertical knowledge mm-hmm. into something like an SLD or an NWDI. Customers are going to probably save themselves a lot of pain and suffering if they're going to be able to get their hands on these people, bring them in for a week or something, mm-hmm. and make sure that they get off on the right foot. It's very time-consuming and expensive to build it realize, oh gosh, I didn't build it the way I wanted to, or this isn't going to work like this. Go back and have to rebuild it. Well, at this point, now it's in the critical path of your project, and now your goal live date is at risk. Um, so I think the key here is for customers to really find all the subject matter experts and be able to find them. Can you find me an expert on solution manager diagnostics? Guess what? There are no experts on solution manager diagnostics. <laughs> I think it's important for the, the skill to evolve, so that there yeah. is a knowledge base there. But it's also important that uh, customers are able to get their hands on subject matter experts, and they, they would find merit and value in doing that. You were mentioning with upgrading to NetWeaver, make sure there's an ROI there. What's your involvement in Mass Mutual's determining of, of hmm. ROI on these projects? Um, in a large shop like Mass Mutual, um, I have a seat at the table. Um, but Mass Mutual, as a large shop, has distributed architecture, has distributed IT areas like the operating system, database, storage, network. Uh, we have distributed information security group. We have data warehousing, actually, in a distributed organization. Um, so the BI team works for a different department. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we are core bases. And we just do bases. Smaller shops, uh, you know, might find themselves being able to be more responsive. Uh, large shops uh, becomes a, a sort of a consensus decision amongst a number of stakeholders as mm-hmm. far as what's the priority. Again, everything's a priority. Um, at least I have a seat at the table and have the opportunity to, um, you know, get my two cents in and mm-hmm. challenge the value proposition, um, so that we're not doing work needlessly. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Justin. Pleasure. Well, that does it for this edition of SearchSAP.com's podcast series from the show floor of TechEd 2007 in Las Vegas. Be sure to check out SearchSAP.com for all the news and analysis from the event. Until next time, I'm John Frankie. Thanks for joining us from TechEd 2007.